0: Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello. Welcome to the Libro Cube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the Liberal Cubicularist. Today is Monday. Ye- oh, wait a second. Monday. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> December the 3rd. Monday within the Libro Cube. Of course, means we talk about movies since it's Movie Monday. Today's sponsor is Terry Hatcher's 100% Natural Chicken breasts. Once again, today's sponsor is Terry Hatchers 100% natural chicken breasts.
1: They're real
0: and they're spectacular. Something that I try to always to remember to do at the beginning of every episode, especially with Movie Mondays I would say, is to say that there will most likely be spoilers. Uh, very rarely do I try to censor myself because that is hard. And when work is hard, I do not do it. (laughs) We, uh, are living in a land of plenty this week with six movies to talk about that I watched on the weekend. So, uh, that is good for us. We'll, uh, we'll try to do the three and three. Three in the drive into work, three in the drive home. Uh, and let's see how that works. Come along with me and enjoy the movies. <laughs> Alright, the, the, <laughs> the first movie that I watched is called, How Do You Know? Um, to that I say, how did I not know that this movie was going to be a romantic comedy? I thought, <laughs> I did not think... That, that's what it was going to be, and that's what it turned out to be. I am not a uh, avid watcher of romantic comedies, as most uh, red-blooded Canadian heterosexual males probably are not, especially considering I did not watch this with the vices. That is weird. That is a weird of me to watch this. But I thought it was going to be something else. I thought it was just going to be more comedy and not so much in the romance department. So, needless to say, I was not too impressed. (laughs) Something about romantic comedies. They're hard to be appealing to men, I think. Uh, This one had its moments that it was good, and uh, to be fair, I was playing a video game while watching it. So, uh, I did watch the whole thing. Why not? It was there. It is uh, available on Canadian Netflix, so another reason, despite paying for Netflix, it's kind of like these movies are free. When you, when you, when I think about it, it seems that as if I'm not paying for it. I know that doesn't make sense, but that's how quite often I feel. the movie stars Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon. Jack Nicholson, which is kind of the reason that I watched it, is because I thought with Owen Wilson and Jack Nicholson and uh, Paul Rudd, sorry, Paul Rudd, I thought it would be a good movie, because I've seen movies with Paul Rudd, and I always like them, and I've seen Owen Wilson movies, and I usually always like them, and same with uh, Jack Nicholson, usually always makes pretty, uh, pretty good movies, so I figured the three of them together in a movie, hey, you got some uh comedy potential. Some uh yeah, some serious uh, movie goodness potential there. Probably out of the 3, my favorite is Paul Rudd. Just a huge uh Paul Rudd fan. He's got a certain uh acting style about him, very very funny. And I uh, always enjoy his movies. Uh, he was definitely for me the highlight of the movie, and probably the only reason that I didn't turn it off. Like, there were times where I thought, oh man, let's just turn this off, this is pretty bad. Uh, and then Paul Rudd would come on and do some funny shit, and I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, well, let's let's leave it on. Uh, that being said, the movie sort of as a whole will give 1.5 to 2 out of 5 uh, and then the funny Paul Red moments will bring it up to a four out of five. So why don't we just average it? At, no, no, I don't want to average it. Actually, I was going to say let's average it three, but no. Then then maybe you'll watch it. Despite the funny funny Paul Red moments, I'd say avoid this one. Just watch something else with him, and you'll be much better off with that. the uh, The movie was about. Let's throw a little of that in. Uh, let's see. Paul Rudd worked for his father, played by Jack Nicholson. It's one of those sort of my-life-goes-horribly-horribly-wrong movies in which Paul Rudd uh, is sort of, is he indicted by the uh, government for, I don't think it was insider trading, but but let's just say that, because if that's wrong, it's something close to that. Uh, and then his girlfriend left him, and, you know, he lost his apartment, blah, 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 my life is horrible, everything's going wrong. One of those type movies, which, uh, we've seen before. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is also on sort of that downward decline. She is a baseball player, <laughs> a woman's Olympic baseball player, strange, um... And she's like 30, so they cut her from the team. Uh, So her life also on that sort of decline. She ends up dating Owen Wilson, who is a sort of uh, up-and-coming baseball player. Although he's got to be uh, in his 30s as well. I don't think there's that many uh, 30-year-old pitchers in baseball, I'm pretty sure. That's a, that's a sport that eats you up pretty quick and chews you out in your 20s, especially pitching. I think you throw your arm out way before you're 30 most of the time. So I think maybe Nolan Ryan is an exception. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I know very little of sports and care very little for sports. But at one point in my life, I did uh, follow baseball a little bit. If I had to pick a sport to watch, it probably would be baseball just for the fact that I actually know it a bit and know like the rules and stuff. So there's there's the Jordan Maywood Sports Talk, which you will very very infrequently get on this podcast. Time to sports, as uh, Kevin Pereira would say. Uh that was a tangent. Yes, yes, we have those as well in the liberal cube. Yeah, so uh it's sort of one of those uh, love triangles with between Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, and Reese Witherspoon, and Paul Rudd. Um, Owen Wilson's a bit of a dick when it comes to women. So, um, spoiler? Not really. Uh, she ends up with Paul Rudd. It is not a spoiler in a romantic comedy when the nice guy wins the girl over the not-nice guy. That is not a spoiler, alright? Let's move on from that... <laughs> not-so-good movie, to a very good movie, or one that I enjoyed very much anyway, called Ringers, which I think it's a movie called Ringers as well. Okay, uh, let me finish the title. Let me finish the title there. Uh, Ringers, colon, Lord of the Rings Fans. Uh, I think there is a movie called Ringers, baseball movie, I'm pretty sure I've seen that, with the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. That rings a bell. Huh Rings a bell. But this is not that. That movie was good, I think. Okay, we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about this movie, which is uh, a documentary. Sort of a... I don't know if I'd go fan-made documentary because it was pretty professionally done. About, you guessed it, the fans of Lord of the Rings. Sort of, if you've ever seen uh, Trekkies, which is a movie about Star Trek fans. Very, very much in that vein. That sort of vibe. Very much enjoyed Trekkies being a Trekkie. <laughs> uh, that movie probably give four or five out of five. This movie same. Maybe, uh, that's what I give this style of movie. I'd like to see a Doctor Who uh, inspired fan made movie about Whovians, which are what? Doctor Who fans are called. I actually didn't know that uh, Lord of the Ring fans uh, are called ringers, or if that's sort of a common thing. But it makes sense. Uh, It was very heartwarming. I love sort of that nerd culture, seeing nerds, um, for lack of a better word, nerd out on things they are passionate about. And this is sort of that prime example of that happening. Uh, It was cool, too. They got a lot into sort of, the history of the fans so not even the history of the movie history of the fans how in the sort of 60s and 70s the fans were sort of your hippie uh, psychedelic folk who kind of like did drugs and read the book which would be pretty cool Uh, not that I'm condoning drugs although uh, do drugs and read this book. They said uh, Lord of the Rings fans in the 80s, uh, they were not so prevalent, um, sort of died down a bit, and then the explosion in the 90s when the movies came out, people uh, read the books as well, uh, and into the 2000s, and I wonder if they're, yeah, I'd I'd still say maybe they're a little bit down um, as far as crazy Lord of the Rings fans, just because it's been a while since the movies. And um, humans, sort of as a whole, quite often have a short memory. Hmm. Curious, curious, curious. They had every single cast member from basically every single cast member did at least one interview, if not uh, many. So this guy who made this movie uh, had had a pretty good in, I think, with uh, with everybody, which is which was cool. A lot of very in depth interviews with them, but uh, what I found uh, actually sort of even cooler was his interviews with people who are just fans of Lord of the Rings. Uh, another nice thing was they didn't just focus on the movies, they focused a lot on the books as well, which as a uh, super, super duper duper reading fanatic, uh, that appealed to me greatly. Two, uh, two interviewees in particular that stand out in my mind are David Carradine. Um, I was surprised to see him, pleasantly surprised, I'm a big David Carradine fan, you may know him as, from Kill Bill, um, Bill, (laughs) also Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, the TV show, and Kung Fu, the TV show, um, what else, you may know that, uh, he, (laughs) well, here's something that he probably wouldn't want you to know, well, maybe he would, uh, that he died, uh, in, I think, Bangkok, in a uh, auto-erotic asphyxiation accident. If you are unfamiliar with that, um, I kind of <laughs> maybe don't want to describe it. Just Google it. And the reason I say that maybe he doesn't care that people know that's how he died is that's a pretty fucked up way to die. And sort of from all reports, he is a pretty, uh, was a pretty fucked up, crazy person my dad who is a was a i should say a police officer in toronto uh actually told me some stories about him getting in trouble quite a few times in toronto because kung fu the legend continues was filmed in toronto here you go so little facts there little uh, little known facts uh the other uh, blew my mind interviewee was my favorite author, Mr. Terry Pratchett. So, that was uh, awesome. A very Another very p- pleasant surprise. Uh, Terry Pratchett and others sort of all pointed out that without Lord of the Rings, uh, a lot of the now-current fantasy authors, quite simply, would not be here, would not be popular. So, we all owe him a debt of gratitude. Um, Lord of the Rings, the books, six out of five. Lord of the Rings, the movies, six out of five. This movie, uh, four to some five moments. So we'll go four and a half out of five. You love it? Good. The next, the third of six movies is a movie called Broken Flowers. Mm -hmm. Interesting title. What uh, caught my eye about this movie is it was starring Mr. Bill Murray. I believe I mentioned maybe even been last movie Monday that I try to see every single boot Bill Murray movie that uh, is available ever. Huh? So here's another one to mark down. It was a we'll go dark comedy. Yep, yeah, dark comedy definitely. Which, uh, also, I have mentioned, are my favorite types of comedies, The Dark Ones. It, uh, stars Bill Murray playing a sort of, uh, aging bachelor dude who gets a anonymous letter in the mail that he has a son. To, uh, the only sort of, uh, thing he has to pinpoint it down on who this is from was that she... And the letter gave a date of when they, not a date, like a, a year date, and when they uh, had their fling. So he narrowed it down to, oh geez, was it three different women that it could have been? So, bit of a, a sexy, sexy uh, Lothario. Uh, huh? Let's go with that word. Uh, so he, uh, because of his neighbors, sort of, his crazy neighbors, sort of talks him into. Uh, tracking down these three women and going to visit them to see if he can sort of weasel out, detective out, which one uh, wrote the letter and which one bore him a son. So the first woman was Sharon Stone. It wasn't her. (laughs) Spoiler alert. She had a a super sexy daughter named Lolita. Lolita. Who walked around naked for a bit, so that was uh that brings my mark up. <laughs> That's not all it brings up. Mm-mm-mm. Um the other two women are both famous actresses, but I did not write down their names. Oh uh, again, let's uh just since I have said a couple of times already, if you've listened to past episodes, why don't I say that again? If you've listened to past episodes, you will know I am horrible horrible with names. Just abominable. So, there's that. So the whole movie sort of uh, follows him around. His neighbor made him a sort of mixtape of music to listen to as he tries to track down these women. And I think it's like the same t- song over and over again, but it's a, sort of a catchy little diddle. Diddle. Sort of a catchy little ditty. While he's traveling between these women, which uh, I liked. I must have liked because I'm remembering it and just said that I liked it. Uh, The movie as a whole will go four to five. Very enjoyable. Um, We'll wrap her up there though because I am at work. So I am going to go in to work and do work as you do. Back in eight. I'm a fool to do your dirty... Working! 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 And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! back. We are back! Back in action! Hello again. That was a ridiculous busy day. Whew. Ooh, baby. So, let's jump back into talking about movies to... Uh, get my mind off my busy, busy work there and my aching back. Ugh. Ah. Uh, hey, you know what? Let's just for shits and giggles, um, play the qqqq 107 Radio Roulette game since we have not done that in a long time, and I kind of feel like it. So pff, I do what I want. Pound it out, round it I round, 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 So we had a winner today. Huh? See, maybe we needed to sort of uh, uh, build up that music karma to uh, to get an actual song on the radio, and it worked. And it was a great song. Love me some Led Zeppelin. I have uh, in my office a this a cool thing. It's if you've ever heard of uh, the hell is it? It's not Seth MacFarlane. Todd McFarlane, (laughs) wow, Uh, talked about bad names in the morning, bad with names, I should say. Not Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, who does, like, uh, toys, cool-looking toys and stuff. Uh, I think he is the creator of Spawn, too, if I do recall. Anyways, he did some album covers, but, like, 3D album covers, and I have a Led Zeppelin one, the one with, like, the Hindenburg going down. Ah, uh, the Humanity, that one, and it's all in 3D and black and white, and it's really cool looking. So, on that note, huh, musical note, that is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're here on a Movie Monday to talk about movies, not about music. It's not mo- Music Monday, it's Movie Monday. Let's uh, get that straight there. We left off talking about Broken Flowers... Uh, something that I wanted to mention that didn't mention this morning, just before we move on, is that within the movie was an actor by the name of Christopher McDonald, who you may know, uh, from, if you do know, from probably, I think, his most famous role, if I had to guess, was from, uh, uh Happy Gilmore, where he played Shooter McGavin, your typical comedy movie bad, go- bad guy, asshole type, played to perfection, I might add, played, I don't think, ever better than Shooter McGavin, come on, uh, my favorite line from that is when he says the, uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, and then Happy Gilmore says, eat pieces of shit for breakfast, and he just, what do you say to that, uh, but he, there's nothing to say, asshole. Some guy just cut me off. Well, comes with driving, I guess. Anyways, the reason I specifically wanted to mention him is because in the very next movie that I watched, he was also in it. Uh, the movie was called S.L.C. Punk, and he had a much more prominent role than he did in Broken Flowers... He was the father of the star of the movie, the star played by Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard, uh, Google him, get a look at his mug, you will most likely uh, recognize him. While you're at it, Google Christopher McDonald, just in case you don't know who I'm talking about. Although, he uh, apparently does a lot of movies. There's two this weekend out of six that he appeared in, so. Uh, SLC Punk, uh, SLC apparently stands for Salt Lake City. I'm thinking maybe it's a possibility that within Salt Lake City, a lot of people call it SLC. Is that true? I don't know. If you are in Salt Lake City uh, and not a Mormon, because you probably will not listen to this podcast where I say bad things about religion, uh, and listen to this podcast, send me a, uh, a little message there to the email address provided in the end closing credits and do people call it SLC who live there? Salt Lake City. So that's uh what do you SALT Lake City? So that's four syllables. SLC. Okay, so you do lose a syllable in the in the math there. So maybe it's worth it. This movie is about a punk guy played by Matthew Lillard, growing up in Salt Lake City, which is not exactly known, I don't think, for its punk scene. I believe it took place in the... uh, See, I don't know. Was it in the 90s? Okay, let's just not say where it took place, because I I can't remember. And uh, it's had sort of that... If you've ever seen the movie Go, if you've ever seen the movie Spun... If you've ever seen movies where it's a bunch of teen to early 20 folks, and uh, the movie revolves around their lives and their sort of day-to-day party-esque activities, then you have seen a movie like this. Those are all good movies, and this was a good movie. That uh, Movies like this that follow teen to 20-year-old People who party and party hard, I always enjoy. Probably because I was, in my teens to early 20s, a very hard party-er. Uh, so, I look back very, very fondly on those times, which are few and far between now. <laughs> Sadness. Especially now that the, uh, the doc says not to drink as much, and... I uh, like a good little boy. Do what the doctor orders. So, I'm uh, no longer drinking every single weekend. Just uh, about once a month. Just about. So there's some of my booze-related factoids for you. Uh, the movie, although not overly memorable, since I can't really remember any highlights. So it's uh, it's not overly memorable. It's not a movie I would watch again. If I was in a position some reason where it was on and I had to watch it, I wouldn't complain. But I'm not going to go out of my way to ever watch this movie again, which means it gets the three. Because, if you've listened to any other episodes, you will have gathered that I am a somewhat lenient in my reviews. So, three out of five. So the next movie is The Amazing Spider-Man. Does, a good question uh, about this movie is, does it need to exist? (laughs) I question its very existence. Uh, I would answer no, it does not need to exist. I would also say it's not a bad movie. That does not make sense, does it? Well, we live here in a land contradictions within the liberal cube. It does not need to exist because if I had never heard of this and did not know it was created and only had the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire movies, I uh, would be fine with that. That's they, they were good movies. There did not need to be a remake. Why did they do it? For monetary reasons, no doubt. Uh, the fact that they did create it, Uh, means that as a nerd and a, although not necessarily comic book nerd, let's go a superhero nerd uh, I had to watch it it kind of goes without saying, and maybe uh, you know what, now that I say that, maybe that's kind of what they're banking on, people who are Spider-Man fans or nerds or comic book nerds or superhero nerds are going to see this movie Uh, it's just a matter of uh, nerd sense, let's say um, highlights. Definite huge highlight for me is uh, Mr. Dennis Leary, who, as per usual, was awesome and played a sort of a asshole type dude, which he is great at. Uh, if you listened to past TV Tuesday episodes, you will know that the Mrs. and I recently finished watching Rescue Me and there were hints of his Rescue Me character in uh, the character he played in The Amazing Spider-Man. He was the father of Spider-Man's love interest. A sort of protective father. Much more buttoned down than he was in Rescue Me. And instead of a fireman, he played a police officer. So, there's that. Which is actually funny that I uh, think about it. Because in uh, Rescue Me, he... And the police did not get on whatsoever. The firemen and the police used to have a hockey games, regular hockey games. And they really did not get along whatsoever. And then he uh, comes over here and plays a cop. So basically he's a traitor. Traitor to his firemen brothers. Poor Lou. Oh, God. still hurts. It's okay. I'll be okay. The uh, the kid who played Spider-Man, uh, oh, shit. I did not write down his name. I do not know what his name is, and, oh, should I be a dick? His name does not matter. Yeah, I said it. This movie did not need to exist. His name uh, does not matter. He will most likely not do other movies, uh, other than maybe, I assume, that they're making more of these Spider-Man remake-type uh, movies. The bad guy, as you know, is the... Now, uh, after me saying that, I will say that I really like this guy, this this kid who played Spider-Man. He's got definitely a huge uh, Ben Schwartz kind of vibe to his looks, obviously. Google this kid and then Google Ben Schwartz and get a look at both of them, and they are very similar looking. And then uh, some of the things he said, and the way that he acted also reminded me a little bit of Ben Schwartz. And, uh, for that very reason, I liked him. I liked him as Spider-Man. Basically, that being said, fire this kid and make Ben Schwartz the next Spider-Man. Alright, are you listening, movie makers? Of course you are. The bad guy in this Spider-Man movie is the... what the hell do they call him? Oh, shit. Is it the Lizard? The Lizard Man? Oh, man. I can't remember. Anyways, I used to watch the Spider-Man cartoons, and this particular bad guy was probably my very least favorite. He's pretty boring. I don't like him as a bad guy. Probably the very most important thing in any superhero movie, comic book, TV show, what have you, is the bad guy. He is what makes your super superhero great. And this guy, what? He's a big lizard. <sighs> Boring. Uh, a big lizard could be, like, a henchman to uh, a cooler bad guy. That I would accept. But to have a big lizard be the main bad guy, I do not accept. It is unacceptable. Uh, what would be cool? What was that? Uh, I can't remember now. Um. Uh, the uh, the bad guy who had, like, a goldfish. This is from the Spider-Man comics, the, or the uh, TV show from the 90s. It was a bad guy who had, like, a goldfish for a head, a goldfish bowl, a purple cape. Mysterio? Is that what his name was? I can't remember. He would be cool. I think any bad guy with magical powers, I, I enjoy. Yeah? Yeah. Doctor Strange... Have I heard rumblings that they're going to make that into a movie? I hope so. That would be friggin' awesome. They made uh, a Doctor Strange movie animated, which was awesome. Recommend that. 5 out of 5. Oh shit. Have I been giving ratings to things today? I honestly can't remember. So, let's go. Uh, How do you know? Oh yeah, I did write that. Ringers. Did I rate that? Yeah. Broken Flowers. I don't I'm sure if I rated Broken Flowers. Go 3 to 4 out of 5. S.L.C. Punk will go three. Oh, yeah, I did write that. Amazing Spider-Man, we will go three, two and a half to three out of five. Yeah. Uh, lastly, lastly, the last movie I watched was a good Sunday movie. Sunday movie for me is just sort of a little relaxing, maybe a little little comedles, little comedles in there, little drummels, perhaps uh, just kind of go with the flow, vibe, nothing too exciting. Although I did watch Amazing Spider-Man on, uh, Sunday as well. Anyways, uh, what I, what I got to call this a good Sunday movie. It's called a Bottle Shock. Uh, it is available on Canadian Netflix, starring Mr. Alan Rickman, uh, Chris Pine and, um, some other people. Alan Rickman, who, uh, I'm a big fan of. Mo- <laughs> one of the main reasons I kind of Wanted to watch this is that uh, I listened to a podcast, as you know, I listen to many, uh, but one of them is called The Smartest Man with Mr. Greg Proops, and he does a sort of spot on Alan Rickman impression. So that was one reason. And then you know what? Now that I mentioned that, I think somebody else mentioned it in a podcast, this exact movie. So I wanted to check it out, and I'm glad I did. It is about. Uh, Based on a true story, it said at the beginning. About sort of the explosion of the California uh, wine region in the 70s. And how that came about, basically. Which, uh, I'm not a... Uh, what the hell do I call a... A winophobe. There's a word for it. It starts with an S, I think. Ooh, man, I would sound smart if I could remember that. No, no, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Anyways, uh, so... Chris Pine, who you may know from the Star Trek remake, which, while we're on the subject, five out of five, uh, he and his father run a not very successful vineyard in California. Alan Rickman comes over from Gay Paris to uh, sort of review and bring back wines for a tasting. And, um, you know, shit happens around that. Uh, I enjoyed it. One of the highlights for me, definitely, was the appearance of Miss Eliza Dushku. Uh, 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 uh. One of my favorite actresses, yes, from, of course, Buffy, one of my favorite shows. Uh, Also from Dollhouse, another one of my favorite, well, favorite shows. Anyways, a Josh Whedon joint which I will watch anything and everything he makes and have always. Uh, love me some douche coup. The missus actually always makes fun of my douche love. But what are you going to do? She is smoking, smoking, and not to mention a very, very fine actress. So, love her. Let's see, I'm almost at home, so... Why don't I just throw out my rating? I'm going to say on any day of the week this movie would be a free but on a sunday i'll give it a 4 does that make sense yes it does there is such thing is there not that sunday movie chilling in bed watching a movie kind of vibe is there not oh oh let's do a contest if you email me at the address provided at the uh during the closing credits your uh, sort of ideal sunday movie I will uh, maybe run down some on the show. What do you think? No, seriously, tell me. What do you think? All right, let's do it. Folks, that was an episode. There's no denying it. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you